1: My favorite—it's Judd's Hockey Show. Hey, and welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. Uh Doing this late on a Sunday night, Judd and Declan Goff. Because the Wild played uh, two games since we last talked to you, beat the Anaheim Ducks in their reverse retros on Saturday by a final of five to four, In a game that was probably closer than you would like, and uh, played a crazy game. Sunday afternoon against the Dallas Stars, which a lot of people probably missed because they were watching the Vikings. Uh, Wild up 5-1 to one in, that, in that game at one point. Dallas came back to tie at 5-5 five, five in the third period before the Wild won in a shootout. Um, all three of their shooters in the shootout scored 6-5. to five. So long story short, uh, a lot to get here to Dex as far as um, intrigue from the weekend goes. But the Wild is now sitting in third place in the Central Division. With the uh, accumulation of points, they have been on a, a nice hot streak here, that uh, that uh, extended from what w- winning the last, I believe, what three or four of the seven game homestand, and then starting with uh, a road trip that they are on and today's win. What was your main takeaway from what was a completely crazy game in Dallas on Sunday?
0: Yeah, I went back and rewatched the highlights. Full disclosure, mm-hmm. obviously, we were watching Vikings in real time. Other duties uh, here on the score north side. So I went back and um, luckily you can watch these games because uh, they are they're uploaded right away. And uh, you know, actually, I, I I thought in the first period, I know they outchanced and they shouldn't have the score shouldn't have been the wild up or shouldn't have gotten big ahead. But uh, I liked the wilds game up until about the 15 minute mark of the third period. And then uh, from about that five- to six-minute onslaught where all of a sudden a four-goal deficit was erased in basically the next 15 minutes by Dallas, uh, did not like their play at all. That was pretty ugly. Um, Now, they were able to rebound, you know, another bending, not breaking team here in Minnesota sports, which is kind of funny in the wild. But they've also, I, I think I'm more looking at the last four games, and I'm more looking at them kind of now having a little bit more of an identity to their season that they've won four straight and all of a sudden, now that they're in third place in the central division, maybe this starts a little bit of a, of a winning trend here with you winning four in a row, Uh regardless of the kind of collapse that happened against the stars. I'm sure we're about to get into here. I kind of yeah. look at the bigger picture and say, Hey, you've won four straight. You got eight points in your last four games. That's pretty damn good after kind of just being a lax and dazical team over the first uh two or two months of the season. So, I'm taking probably more of an optimistic view of just their play overall. But I mean, I completely understand why the last 15 minutes of regulation against Dallas does obviously put up some causes for concern.
1: Yeah, this is a weird team. So they lost, <laughs> um, they lost three consecutive, uh, default to, to seven, eight, and two at the start of the, at, of the start of the seven game home stand, excuse me. And since then have rebounded to win six of seven. Um, This extends, as far as I'm concerned, for the weekend back to the Ducks game because Dean Evison didn't mince words. You know, he ordinarily tries to take a pretty positive narrative of games, and he fully admitted Saturday they didn't play well. I mean, the first two periods were inexcusably poor. The Ducks are an up-and-coming team eventually, but they're terrible right now. And the first 40 minutes of play in that game were putrid, absolutely putrid. Um, The third period, the Wild turned it on they won it was a nice win but nonetheless dean wasn't thrilled and it sounds like there was some harsh words perhaps hmm. in between the second and third period um now i did ask i did frame the question excuse me finally after that game uh because dean was being pretty open about it about you know he wasn't hmm. pleased and and he was right i mean thousand percent right i was glad we didn't get bs from him but i I finally frame the question of, you know, your identity. How do you get it all the time? Because, I mean, this is, again, for the whole thing of, and I'm I'm hearing it less now, but for the whole thing of, oh, well, the Wild's trying to find its identity. And my question to Dean, was, you know what it is. What you got to do is get it, right? So, like, this isn't a, and I will say this. The Ryan Reeves trade goes a long way towards the Judd thing of, okay, have somebody come and put a boot in their butt and basically yeah. say, this is us. Um, And so, Dean, it was interesting because he tried to control the narrative then. He didn't like, I don't think he liked the reporter trying to insinuate that you guys take time off. Uh, He can say it. We probably can't. I don't really care about that. But anyway, today was another problem because you're up five to one on the road. It's super impressive. And then you just collapse. And I went back and watched, as you did, the extended highlights. The the defensive breakdowns in the last 15 minutes of that game, third period, were inexcusable. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, John Merrill was on the ice. I think he was a minus three. Kaprizov and Zuccarello, I believe, minus three. Uh, there's one. There was one goal scored in that spree in the third period where uh, Kalen Addison is late getting back. Merrill mm-hmm. tries to block the pass. It's a it, it's a nice sauce pass. I think it's Pavelski. It's a nice sauce pass, but Addison's nowhere in the play. And so, like, this, what's disturbing about this is it feels like this team, much like the Vikings at times, to your point, has a tendency of just taking time off. Um, I had heard from a guy I knew watching the game who said, Flurry looked old, but I watched those goals. I mm. I, I didn't think that was Flurry. Mm-hmm. Um, the third period is just a breakdown. and and, mm-hmm. and you can't just take time off. And again, it's the whole identity thing, and the issue is, if you're not going to follow through on what your identity is, you're in huge trouble. Because this team, aside from a couple of players, and one of them was a minus three today, uh, they don't have, they're not good enough to pull this crap. So it was very frustrating to watch the meltdown because it was self-inflicted.
0: Yeah. And watching all those four goals basically come in in that seven, eight minute stretch in the third um, yeah, it was just kind of defensive lapses. It was just kind of mind-numbing just watching them happen because, yeah, I, I didn't blame Flurry for the majority of that situation. Now, does your goalie need to bill you out here and there? Of course he does. But th- th- this was defensive, just miscues and lapses and sitting on your heels and not picking up your man. And um, I think that's where, yes, it was a lot more concerning. Um, and, again, myself kind of taking the optimistic approach. All right, well, Kirill's clearly on fire here. I mean, this is absurd what he's been doing in it during his what now 12 game, I believe point streak uh, that, mm-hmm. that he's had here. He is just completely lighting the world on fire. You're seeing that Boldy show up a little bit more. I mean, and we can pinpoint it. I mean, we can kind of pinpoint where this team is starting to turn things around is because of the Reeves trade. And I think there was a good amount of people that looked at that trade and kind of really Ryan Reeves, this goon, this guy that has been a thorn in the wild side too. And for multiple other teams, over the past years, you're going to trade a fifth round pick, give up tight that capital for Ryan Reeves. Man, I, I, I think that Garen, Garen didn't really care about the fifth round pick. And, and honestly, I don't either for the most part. But we, we can kind of look back on that trade. And if this team does end up taking off here over the next eight weeks or uh, towards the end of this year as they get really red hot as, as we get toward the deadline, that's probably going to be the date we go back and circle and say this is where things probably changed um for the better too by the way. So maybe it maybe they'll kind of just be the wild where they'll now go on, you know, a little bit of a skid and they'll lose three out of four or something, but I I really think that they're starting to figure things out a little bit more. Things are starting to get a little bit more sustainable, but you just kind of look back on that 8-minute collapse there in the third where then all of a sudden it kind of washes away to your point all the good that they have been honestly doing for yeah. the last few weeks.
1: Play a complete game. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see the Reeves introductions in the locker room? <laughs> yeah. Before Saturday's game I that did. was fa- that was absolutely yes. fantastic I yeah. mean he is he brings a personality this team and I don't know exactly why because it's not like there's been a lot of guys lost, but this team before Reeves arrived felt like um like white rice bland yep it just felt bland and it felt like it didn't have a mojo to it, and I don't know why, but Reeves gives them a mojo, and it's funny because when you watch the games. Oh. Nobody will fight Reeves. No. Which does get you extra room. Like whatever line he's on gets a ton of room. Um Felino guys don't want to fight necessarily, but they'll fight him, no yep. problem. I Reeves, nobody, like he's taunting guys, nobody wants the smoke. So it's sort of funny to watch. But yeah, as far as when I watched him do the uh announce the, the lineups for the Ducks game, it's hilarious. And he's you know, he's doing the Michael Buffer. Um, All of this, I guess, is a long way of saying, I think as far as the chemistry, th- chemistry goes, it's pretty important. Mm-hmm. And yes, it definitely gives them a mojo and an attitude that this team totally lacked. I just now want to see them put together complete games. And I really get frustrated when they play, when everybody plays like they think they're good. Because they're not that good. They need to work their asses off.
0: There was a scene during the uh TV intermission where his shirts off. By the way, I think all the wild players just do their interviews with their shirts off now between periods, which is an interesting test. Oh dude, Um yeah. <laughs> but Reeves like had a piece of pizza in his hand, like off camera. Like he he's just he's a goofball. He's just yeah. kind of a character. Yeah. Um and yeah, he's his a media,
1: on, he's a media presence waiting to happen.
0: Oh yeah. Um, he's right. His on ice contributions um are probably you know replaceable level at best, and they're probably even below. But what he what he brings um, as his presence, what he brings in the room, and what all the things that Garen probably saw. Like, hey, this team's probably lacking uh, some of this. I don't really know why this team's lacking some of this. But we could use a guy like Ryan Reeves, and I think that's where you know some people see when they saw the trade and they saw the player that was coming here it was like, really, we're gonna bring in this guy. It's been working out for the while. Like this has honestly gone down as a really really solid trade for them. And even though he's probably gonna score five points if that the rest of the season he's not going to score next to any games. points it's true there's a couple, assists. I, a couple of assists. assists I saw the assist tonight yeah but he's not it's not what he brings from a point production around the ice standpoint everything he brings off it and it's been beneficial so far in, in his first few weeks with the team
1: offensively um kaprizov's on fire again it's incredible to watch uh and yes he has deficiencies at time i get that but his what he brings that first goal which ottinger who i think was pulled after two periods was thoroughly confused by that first goal is a gorgeous shot. The shootout goals oh the last two games are just incredible. Like I, I just I, watching him and Justin Jefferson in the same town is such a treat. Yeah, because their skill sets are so out of. I, I mean, it's fun to have professional sports. It's even mo- it's even more fun when you have professional sports with just flat out superstar players. And what Kaprizov does on TV or better yet in person, uh, it's just the skill. I mean, he makes those shootout goals, and I. By the way, just to be very clear, still hate the I shootout. I agree. am with you. Yep. But, but he makes those shootout goals look so simple. You watch him and you're like, oh, yeah, of course he scored. It's like, no, you actually go back and dissect the, what the, he just did.
0: The one against the Ducks on Saturday, the shootout goal was just – I, I couldn't really believe what, what he did. And look, Trevor zegris is also really damn good for the Ducks. And, you know, they, they might be up and coming and whatnot. But when you're watching this – when you're watching Kirill Kaprizov just do his Kaprizov-like things, to your point – and then when you watch Jefferson do his thing, and I know Ant Edwards is probably not on the same echelon yet right. as JJ um, and Kaprizov are in their respective sports, if you right. will. But, but it, it's a treat. It's a treat when you watch these superstar game changing players, they literally have the ability to change the entire game. And luckily now that uh, Minnesota sports get to watch these all the time, it's, it's fun to see.
1: On the shootout on this. So Zuccarello scored today. Kaprizov scored. Goudreau scored. On Goudreau's goal. Did, did you see Zegres' goal? Yes. On Saturday. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did Goudreau use the same exact move?
0: I don't know if it was the same one. He
1: went to the boards, mm-hmm. which I hate. They should yep. change the rule. Should, the the dilly dally is stupid.
0: I, it, yeah. I'm the
1: dilly dally. Don't allow the dilly dally. But he went to the dilly dally move mm-hmm. and then he came back in and and and, and then he did the drag. And yeah. I think I think both of them scored on the backhand. I think that he used the same move.
0: I was and more, it worked. I was more surprised uh on Saturday and I I think it was the same rotation i guess again uh today against the stars it's i was Steve shocked boldy. that that yeah goudreau got the nod over I, boldy i was i wasn't but team. i was upset by it yeah if
1: that makes sense
0: yeah yeah that
1: and does. boldy then scored and i would go i would go yeah. zuccarello caprice out boldy yeah but you know goudreau you know you know the coaching goudreau man
0: yeah, it's absurd. It, it, yeah, it's not like you're H4. saving a, it's not like you're saving a bullet because you're going into the thirteenth inning. Like you can win the game in the first three rounds, and the majority of them do go that are are decided there in the first three rounds. So yeah, I was a little surprised, but hey, yes, it it did work out. So egg on egg on both of our faces.
1: The, the level of trusting Goudreau at times concerns me. Yes, um, it concerns yeah. me. So, so some guys are are playing well, and I do want to talk about that. Declan here on Judd's Hockey Show before I do that I want to show you a couple of cards and you're saying Judd what are these cards right now and I'm going to tell you right now these cards are your ticket to holiday gifts galore these cards these cards are going to make a person in your life very happy because they're gift cards to our friends at the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters which is the perfect gift idea it lets you pick what you want to see and there's something for everyone a big splashy musical on stage let's say footloose the prom or jersey boys that concert series which is tribute concerts everything from the eagles uh to sinatra to patsy klein and finally the comedy improv improv show with stevie rays is a blast as well so again a multitude of choices and did i mention the great steak and prime rib or the famous chicken chan that's right okay so how do you get these it's this simple in fact you don't even have to leave your house uh You can call 952-934-1525, 952-934-1525, or visit ChanhassenDT.com, ChanhassenDT.com. Of course, you you can also go there and get them in person. But if you want to buy them online, ChanhassenDT.com, these are a fantastic gift. And again, someone will absolutely love it. And it involves a lot of choices, ChanhassenDT.com dt.com um one observation i have for you and this is a guy that we both dump on a lot but i feel like the last two games i've seen something and he goes through these spells jordan greenway (laughs) it feels like the last two games he's sort of back he's back on that ecline uh where there's no question there's almost a weird comfort but um jordan greenway in the last two games i think has played well he scored today uh and when he's playing well and he he influences games uh, I guess my frustration, Declan is he doesn't, he doesn't do that enough, but I think we're back into a spurt now or a cycle where Jordan Greenway is contributing.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's probably a little motivated cause he was so banged up and basically missed the first fourth of the season or so. So I, I, I understand that to a degree, but how sustainable is this? Is this just another Greenway run, you know, like that we've seen a lot of times he's diet Charlie Coyle to a degree. Um, and I, I would hope that maybe it's something consistent. Look, he's got great chemistry with Polino and Eck in that line. Again, being reunited is is good is good news for the is good news for the Wild. Yeah, I don't know. I need to see more, you know. And also, they're going to play the Flames here on Wednesday. They got a little bit of a, a West Coast or Canada road trip coming up too, so uh, some better tests than playing obviously like the Ducks on, on on at home on Saturday. So I'm excited to see them play the Oilers again and see if this. the stuff that they've been doing lately is sustainable. Same thing with Sam Steele, which I don't know if you're about to bring up as well, but it just, I can't tell if that's just lightning in a bottle here. And it probably is lightning in a bottle. um, But of all the guys that they have put there this year, he's made the most of that opportunity. You know, Hartman got hurt and, you know, Goudreau and Jost who got waved for God's sakes. No one really took that and ran with it by the horns. So far it's been Steele. Now, we saw it from Victor Rask at times last year where he was playing really well on that line or playing well with Caprice and a right. before. Now, I think Steele's a better skater than, than Victor Rask is, but is the Sam Steele thing legit? Is Sam Steele going to be a Ryan Hartman where he scores 35 goals out of complete left field no one saw coming? No. I think that's probably the bigger question I have. And yes, I am obviously leaning towards no. I don't think it is either, uh, but it is an interesting thing to watch here after now that he's kind of cemented himself as the number one center for now.
1: It's a very intriguing discussion because I think it also goes to the fact that the wild is literally looking for a replacement level center between those two guys. Um, So like, there's no, they don't have a notion of, Oh, Sam going. I I think they were probably as pleasantly surprised and shocked by Hartman's huge year as we were. So, you know, they're looking for, they're basically looking for a player that won't screw it up. and, you know, I don't think with Joe's they ever got what they thought that they would. Uh, Goudreau, Goudreau, I mean, he's not going to change. He is who he is. Sam Steele has a spurt right now. Um, but do I think he's going to like be good? No, probably not. Um, and eventually, it, it'll be very intriguing to see how Marco Rossi does at Iowa, right. because he could come back and play there, too. So there's a lot of ways that this could go. Um I am just really, this team really intrigues me because they definitely go on runs. I don't think they're a great team by any means. I don't think they're super talented. They have a superstar and they have a few really nice players. Uh, but I just, it, at the end of the day, I don't know what you're going to get. Cause that, you know, Dex, that Ducks game was a mess for 40 minutes. It was awful. Right. Uh, today for what, for four 40 and then plus about uh, five for 45 minutes the wilds lights out in dallas and you know keep in mind dallas is in first place dallas has played well and then they completely fall apart and come back to win in the shootout so um this team has me thoroughly confused Mm -hmm. like i like i don't i know they're not that great i know that they have to work hard to win but i guess my question is what's the usual effort going to be and that one i can't answer for you yet.
0: just looking at Steele's numbers with Kirill and, and matt siccarella here so course you four with those players um you can kind of sort this with your teammates uh 63 percent with with Caril, which is absurd I mean that that's tilting the ice two-thirds of the way on the offensive zone basically you're generating so many more shots than you're allowing without Kirill on the ice and Sam Steele has spent 200 minutes without Kirill he spent 100 minutes with Kirill and those minutes without it is a 45 percent so it's a tw- it's a 20 percent drop off when he hasn't been playing with Kirill Capriza. and that's, that's right. and that's yeah that 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 goes to show how great zuccarello and caprisoff are and can you get the replacement level centers with those two guys right. um and again yeah i, I don't think it's sustainable I, I don't know if sam Steele's gonna be thought about of this great number one center it was a great i like the move of getting him No, you know it's just like when they got tyson joe i like that he was a former first round pick maybe there's sure. something to be had here love that for him um but i'm still waiting to see if this is a, a legitimate option between carrillo and zuccarello when you're up against the cap, I think your key is to try and find like former
1: first round picks who have washed out and give them chances. And you know, if Sam Steele just ser- proves to be a serviceable player, that's great. Uh, I do want to say my favorite goal that I saw today in the Stars wild game. And by the way, Stars, Stars, uh, throwback jerseys, reverse retros, bravo. You those like are those the ones? Old school, yeah, I do like those a lot. Those, those are, those are essentially the ripoff of what the north stars wore last year they've been tweaked on the colors and stuff mm-hmm. but uh, i did like those um my favorite goal though Connor Dewar's goal because it's a short-handed hit goal it's the fifth one which by the way the wild now leads the league in in shorties good for them they were focusing on trying to improve they definitely have on the penalty kill in some ways but um I like to see Ryan Suter half-assing it. Did, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. So so Mason Shaw basically gets a breakout pass um, to the neutral zone. And Dewar's going pretty at a pretty good clip. And Ryan Suter's like, I ain't going to catch him.
0: Love to see Suits be in Suits. I saw him, too, getting tangled up with Foligno towards the end of regulation, I think, too. And, and man, I would love I would love to hear what Marcus Polino said or even had to say about his time with Ryan Suter. Um, but yes, I, I noticed that I, I saw the back checking. I even saw when I saw the little dust up with, with Polino, I even thought of you and not the same thing. Oh, there's a, uh, there's, there's 20. There he is. There he is. Yep. Yep. Uh, last thing. Yeah. Ericsson Eck. Mm-hmm. Eric's Eck and Blade has been money, man. God, has he played well. I mean, dare I say he's been probably their second best player this season. <clears throat> And and it's, it's it's not a hot take by any means because his points are there and he's having a career year, but it's just, we get so used to him being the garbage man, being the guy that's, that yeah. just does a lot of the painful things that uh, we sometimes take for granted in hockey and that probably go beyond the naked eye of someone who doesn't watch a lot of hockey, but he has been so great this season. Um, you know, Garen came on the show and mocked me for not uh, addressing his skill enough or not giving enough credit. No, still, I, I don't know if he's going to out dangle anyone, but he will outwork your ass. Like, he, that, that's his MO. And he's he's going to outwork skill. you. He's he does. Skill. He does have more he, skill than I give him he credit. Is, for.
1: Uh, he is, is he, he's not exactly this guy because th- this guy was a wing, but you know what he has? He has the in his prime, crazy work ethic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's got yes. the skill. Like, like, Zach was never a great player. Zach was a very talented player who would work his butt off. And I feel like Erickson Eck at center I'm, does the same thing. He's got some skill, but you're right. Like I, have never perceived him to be this ultra talented player. But when you work as hard as he does and you have talent, you're you're really good. You're really good.
0: Yeah, no, the 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 Prise comp's good too because I've noticed the same thing as in the corners or when he's just trying to slap a puck that's loose in front of the net and you're just trying to jam it home. I mean, that's how Zach made his living. I mean, that's literally how Zach Prise scored ninety five percent of his goals in the NHL. Um, and yeah, he's he's been great. He has literally that that last wasn't a fluke for him either. I think there was that initial fear. You know what? He was drafted, I think, six years ago or so. That oh, man, they passed up on Brock Besser. And Besser lights I, the league on fire his first two years. And you saw what just ha- happened yeah. there, right? Yeah. Healthy
1: scratch last night yeah. by Boots.
0: Uh-uh. That's not Ca- good.
1: Called it tough love. I feel terrible for him. His father passed away. Yeah, I think he's going through a lot. I think he's going through a lot. He's still mm-hmm. a young man. So I, I feel awful for him. Um, Boy, that kid would look good back home, though. Ooh,
0: Yes, I know. I, I know the Wilder's still uh, potentially looking to upgrade. Yeah, I just... I, They'd have to it have to be cap gymnastics to make something like that happen. I believe he's
1: got three goals. I believe he's got three goals, and I feel bad for him. I, I, do. I do. Um did you did you see the Spurgeon play on Troy Terry in OT last night?
0: Yes, where he okay, yes.
1: that's one of the plays of the season. Mm-hmm. Troy Terry lost the puck, so yep. he's he's on a break. I thought away. it was gonna be a goal. Yeah, <laughs> he thinks he's got a ton of time. Yep. Um, he do, He crosses the blue line of the wild zone loses the puck slightly. So it doesn't like come off a stick, but he had to regain control and Spurgeon decides to sell out and makes that diving play and pokes the puck and lifts the stick. Um, that's the type of stuff that Spurgeon does that you, that that's an incredible play. Yeah. It was. First of yeah. all, it takes big. It takes big time, cojones to make that play. Second of all, that's a skill play and a hard-working play.
0: Yeah, and, and Terry. Someone I remember Terry. His Very I think good. freshman year at Denver because I was just wrapping up at St. Cloud, um, and he's actually turned himself to a pretty solid player in the NHL. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I, I never. Time. I didn't think he was going to be. I thought he was just a classic college hockey kid that just benefits from playing college hockey, but. He's been he's turned himself to a solid player, but that was a great play from Spurgeon. I agree, that was catch material right there. Catch material stuff. The Ducks are going to be fantastic eventually, and
1: if they Mm -hmm. can if they can get the top pick, which they're going to have a very good chance at, Connor Bedard on that team. You've got Zigeris potentially Bedard. You've got Drysdale, who's hurt right now. You go through the youth of that team. Yeah, they're close. That team could be great in about three years. I mean,
0: the 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 Kings, same thing. The Kings are now popping off, and after you know three years of being bad, and and Mike's having a great year. He's on a
1: heater. They're not,
0: they're not a great team right
1: now, but, man, I think they're a third place yeah. in the Pacific, but, oh, is he having a good season.
0: All right. Take us home. All right. I'm hit done. the subscribe button. Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment right here on the Score North YouTube channel. Go over to uh, Purple Daily. Judd's going to drink another sterling craft. Some craft his hot takes uh, for the Monday episode of they're Purple Daily. Or, or, uh, yeah, actually, all my work is done. I, I cooked a pie. Vinny approved of the pie. He said, yep, that's a great pie, Dad. Good job. Bring that pie to the boys. I don't know if they'll love it as much, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Theo Minnesota sports entertainment? When the, and when the Wild have won four in a row, uh, you know what it's all about.
1: Listen, you guys know what this is all about, right? Right? What's it all about? Spurgy? Hard
0: work and having fun. F*** that. This is about winning.